1: ny or text hope ny in new york
2: hey everybody welcome back to south florida this is the playoff drive the championship drive it's brought to you by buyers auto i'm austin ward that's jeremy birmingham and uh buddy
3: doesn't get much better than this well if the season is going to end tomorrow (laughs) this is probably the best place it could possibly end for ohio state uh one way or the other it is going to end this season has been a crazy one this is our last episode of the championship drive uh, for this season and I'm glad that it is coming to an end in beautiful South Florida, the ocean behind us. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hard when this is over to not be somewhat, like, emotional about how much of a toll this year has taken on people. And you can see it in Ryan Day's face on Sunday morning. They did the uh, head coach press conference, and he just looked, I don't know if he looked pissed off, if he just looked beat down, tired. I just think that there's a lot of people who are going to be really glad when they're allowed to finally exhale on Tuesday morning.
2: Yeah, I think, um, look, there's never anything truly exciting that comes out of that final press conference. I'm not sure who it exists for at this point, yeah. after all the media responsibilities. So Nick Saban, uh, Sunday morning, looked completely disinterested, more disinterested than he normally would be with the media. And Ryan Day, who's normally uh, you know, very uh, gracious and willing to share his thoughts on his team, Uh, He did that, but he was also just, like, laser-focused. And you you could almost kind of see him paying attention when the name Jalen Waddell popped up. Like, what's Nick Saban going to say? I'm not sure that Ohio State really expects him to play uh, on Monday night, but that's just another sort of wrinkle. Alabama doesn't know 100% who's going to be on the availability report for the Buckeyes. Jalen Waddell gave Ohio State something to think about or maybe prepare for. Um, But if anybody was looking for something truly
3: exciting or trash talk from Nick Saban and Ryan Day, uh, they were going to be very disappointed on Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, these are, Nick Saban hasn't won six championships um, by not knowing how to act in this sort of setting. The, the opportunity for, for these coaches, number one, 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, is just <laughs> ridiculous from a standpoint of, like, nobody's paying attention. I, I don't know why they didn't do that at 3 in the afternoon today or something like that, but it doesn't really matter. You knew that coming into this game, coming into this week, especially after all the talk from Dabo Swinney and how that sort of fueled the Buckeyes, you knew that Nick Saban and Alabama were going to be very, very uh, cautious about anything that came out of their mouths. And it seems like Ohio State has sort of taken that same approach. And again, if I ask you to go back on the Letterman Row YouTube page and watch this morning's press conference, because the look on Ryan Day's face was just (laughs) – it was dialed in. I mean, and I don't know what that means for Monday night. Maybe it means nothing, but I know that the Buckeyes are – Firm believers that they have a chance to win this game on Monday, even if the majority of people around the country think they don't. Uh, For those of you watching, the playoff drive brought to you by Byers Auto. Yesterday, Berm apologized for the wind
2: out there at Hard Rock Stadium. If these waves are too loud, uh, I'm sorry, we're not sorry. This is just where we're going to shoot it to close out this season. Um, And Ryan Day, one of the things that I think he's just grown tired about is this suggestion uh, that Ohio State should already be satisfied with what it's accomplished, which is a hell of a lot. Uh, getting football back in the Big Ten, for one. They didn't do it alone. Thank you to Nebraska and Iowa for their support as well. Going undefeated against that schedule, winning a Big Ten title for the fourth year in a row, getting the monkey off their back against Clemson, winning the Sugar Bowl. I mean, they, they will look back at this and, and feel really good about what they accomplished and the adversity they over have overcome. But the final chapter uh, is Monday night, and Ohio State, they're at a program just like Alabama or Clemson where really their season's only are are viewed as successful when they win a national title. And that's really hard to do, and that's an unfair standard. Um, That's why sometimes it's up to us to point out some of the positives along the way. But, you know, he didn't want to have any of those conversations on Sunday morning. Uh, You know, he said nobody talked about getting to the national championship. Ohio State talks about winning the national
3: championship. Yeah, Nick Saban said it two weeks ago, and it was the message for Alabama going into the game against Notre Dame was, we didn't come this far just to come this far and I think that that's poignant and certainly the approach that Ohio State's had to take uh, at this point because there were so many people you know if you go back to 2015 when Ohio State beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl a lot of people viewed that as sort of the national championship game right and then Oregon came out and scored on the first drive and the Buckeyes were a, a drop pass away from being down 14 nothing in that game and you start to wonder like you know, is this year different because you know you're going to play Alabama after Clemson? So it's not like you can rest on your laurels. And Ohio State has been very, very clear about the fact that they didn't care about just beating Clemson. They, they know they had to beat Clemson to get to the ultimate goal. And that ultimate goal is about 20 miles away uh, down the coast here. So <laughs> uh, that's tomorrow night, and that's, that's Alabama. And, and you knew coming into the season there were three teams that were going to be far and away better than everyone else. And it was Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. And in a year of so much unpredictability, so many things that could have gone wrong, the cream always rises to the top. And uh, Ohio State, as we said on yesterday's show, they seem like they're starting to get into rhythm, and, and you're starting to see a lot of young guys get into the flow of the offense and, and getting time on defense. And that's why it sucks when like Mayan Williams on on Saturday night did tweet that he was not in Miami, so. For those of you trying to piece together a roster, you know we are not ever going to call anyone out by name that has not called it out themselves or their family hasn't called it out. Mayan Williams will not be here, so Master Teague, Marcus Crowley, these guys are going to have to step up behind Trey Sermon if the Buckeyes want to be able to keep Alabama off balance on defense and to keep the Buckeyes on schedule on offense.
2: I think no matter what, uh, you know, uh, Mayan Williams is really impressed, but it's still only been. I think six Ten or carries. six carries in the last three games, and he, he, you know, he came in and did it. This was going to be the Trey Sermon show. Uh, Ohio State once once Tony Alford got comfortable enough that there was a lead guy that he could rely on, he wasn't going to needlessly work in that rotation and play two backs until uh, if somebody could emerge and be that guy. Trey Sermon is unquestionably that guy. He's going to get every every carry that he can stand uh, tomorrow night against Alabama, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know Marcus Crowley. Uh, you know he had a, a little bit of an injury setback going into the year. He wasn't ready, and even when he started going through some pregame stuff in November, he still wasn't a hundred percent back. My understanding is that the last two games, Marcus Crowley would have been ready to go if it got to that point. You take Mayan Williams out of the equation here. Okay, well that's one other back who's not going to get a carry on Monday night. Uh, Master Teague, I just, I still we've had this conversation a number of times. I don't know what he would give Ohio State that would be. Uh, different, really, than what Trey Sermon can already do. He can handle everything that an Ohio State tailback should be able to do. Marcus Crowley may have a little bit higher top-end speed than Trey Sermon, um, so that could be a change of pace back, but I don't think it'll come to that. I think Trey Sermon will be run until the wheels
3: fall off. Yeah, the Buckeyes are not gonna, as you said, go out and just needlessly try to get three or four backs into the rotation. The idea is going to be very simple. Keep your best players on the field, and Trey Sermon has undoubtedly shown that he is the best running back in that room right now. So you're going to keep him on the field as much as possible against Alabama, but you know that Alabama is going to bring the wood. I mean, those guys hit, so guys got to be ready. I mean, Justin Fields obviously is, is going to play. He's, he's as close to 100% as he's going to be, but CJ Stroud better be ready, man. Like <laughs> Alabama brings the wood. Yep. And the way that Justin plays, and he's, uh, I don't want to say reckless with his body, but he certainly doesn't shy away from contact. These sort of games are going to be where you really get tested to see if a guy's ready to come in for one or two plays and then, and then come out. So, um, you know, whether it's the offensive line. I mean, we saw it in the Clemson game over and over. Matt Jones goes out, Paris Johnson goes in, Wyatt Davis goes out. You know, it's constantly rotating, constantly getting guys who have had 70 practices this year, which is yep. three times as many as normal. Are getting an opportunity to, to play when it matters, and I think that that somehow is, is going to end up serving the Buckeyes well. I don't know exactly where it's going to come into play on Monday night, but you have to figure that that's going to be a part.
2: Yeah, I think there'll probably be a hit on that hip at some point where Justin Fields might want uh, to come to the sideline for a player too. C.J. Stroud has been that first one off the bench at quarterback. He will be again on Monday night. Uh, you know, probably got a chance to get a lot of extra reps over the last week just to be ready for that. But Justin Fields, also for anybody paying attention uh, to social media on Saturday night, was diving on the floor and playing some full contact table tennis with the Buckeyes once they arrived in South Beach.
3: He looked fine. I don't think there's any concern yeah. about that. Again, the, you have to have storylines, I guess, in a week when Alabama isn't gonna run their mouth like Clemson did, and a week <laughs> when Ohio State's not gonna make any dumb sort of statements. I guess you look for whatever storyline you can tell. I mean, I saw <laughs> what I saw someone, I I think it was maybe CBS say that. The, the mystery of Justin Good. Field, the, the mystery of his health. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What, what are we doing? Uh, you're talking about a 21-year-old kid who played the whole game against Clemson and has said repeatedly, I'm fine, I'm fine. And people are still saying the mystery of his health. Like, I, I wish, please, if you're in the media and you're watching this, stop doing it. Just stop. <laughs> stop manufacturing. Just, There's plenty of things to talk about. You don't have to create things to talk about.
2: Just come, just come hang out on the beach in South Florida. Unbelievable. Relax a little bit. This bizarre, crazy, challenging season is almost to its end. Uh, it's been a pleasure covering it. Can't wait for one more night and one big game to do it as playoff drive and championship drive brought to you by Byers Auto winds down. Berm and I, Austin Ward, we will be over there at Hard Rock Stadium on Monday night with full coverage of the Buckeyes against Alabama in the national championship game. Stay with us at LettermanRow.com.
0: Madness is here. Say goodbye to FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
1: Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to two five three three four two. 42 in Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com.